If you love Arizona small school basketball, don't miss out on our Patreon. Here you can get bonus exclusive content that you cannot get on the podcast weekly. It's in our link tree. Go check it out. I promise if you're an Arizona small school basketball fan, you're going to love it. Here we do deep dives on teams, players, games, anything you can think of. It's a little bit of a different vibe. Don't miss out on your chance to join the small ball army. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. Your other host, Reyes, is here with me as always. And if it's your first time joining us, I don't know where you've been at, but here we focus on everything small ball. We focus on scores, coaches, teams, and players. Everything in the small ball scene is fair game for us. And, you know, Reyes has been giving me a hard time about getting a new intro song. Reyes, how you like that intro song? The intro song is a lot better for you guys, our loyal fans, <laughs> the small ball army that listens continuously every Monday morning. It sounds a lot better. I think it's fresh, and I think it's us. Like I said, I think we're just kind of bringing a new wave. And like I said, I, I'm really happy with what we've been doing. And it's crispy. It is cri- crispy. crispy cream. <laughs> okay. Let's get started. All right, we're going to talk about some great games here. Check it out. Okay, I think we need to start off because there was a lot of great games here. Just so everybody listening, you know, what we're really going to focus on is we're going to talk about the Christian Challenge, which I can't believe they call it that. I think that's a funny name for it. It's pretty much who prays harder, guys. So if you guys are not familiar with that yet, it's pretty much who prays harder that night. And no, I'm kidding. No, that's literally what I feel like, though. The Christian Challenge. Who's more Christian? And I feel like, you know what I mean? Don't want to start any controversy. You know, I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. I probably would have got a little too wild. But I'm just saying, sometimes people get a little judgy. A little judgy. I think a certain category of people can be a little judgy. I'm not. Are you calling any specific school out right now? No, no. Have, not, do you, have not, you felt not, personally not, judged by anybody? Not school. I'm just talking about like. Just people in general? Those people in general. Oh, so you're like going like. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So it's pretty much if you're not Christian enough, you're dog water. Oh, my God. That's the Christian challenge. That's the Christian challenge. That's what comes to your mind. Wow, we probably just lost like eight listeners right there, but it's all good. It's all right. It's all fine. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the Christian <laughs> challenge. What the heck was I that? I don't even know what happened. I was just going on a rant. You just went with it. So I was like, all right, I guess we're going to go for it. Okay. Um, if you guys cannot tell, we're joking. We, we are joking. You know, uh, Reyes is a man of God. I'm a man of God. So you know, I'm probably can, more we, Christian than half these Christian schools. Don't 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 go that far. Come on now. Wait, what are you trying to say, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, so anyways, we're going to talk about the Christian Challenge. We're going to talk about Coolidge and Florence because that was a great game. We're going to talk about ALA Trivium. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, Valley Christian and Scottsdale. We're going to talk about that. That's part of the Christian Challenge. And then yeah, we'll just talk about some other one A stuff. So we got some really great stuff in store for you. Let's start with the Christian Challenge, and I really do feel like they should rename that thing. Because for me, I feel like that makes me, it really really does make me think like, well, who is God really, whose side is God on the most right here? That's kind of the, that's kind of what I get from it. And I also Mm -hmm. think it's kind of like, when I see the, when I hear the Christian challenge, I think of like a fun, like obstacle course. And (laughs) I kind of, I'm like, dude, my mind's just racing right now. Like a game show or something? Like a game show or something like that. And I can just kind of put into like, I can put in like three events right now that you can put into the Christian challenge. It's like they jump over like (laughs) leaps of faith. And then they run, they read a scripture, recite it, pray for 30 minutes. Or not 30 minutes, that's like... Um, 30 minutes? Like 30 this seconds. Show, remember, my gosh. Yeah. Anyways. So Reyes is not, uh, you know, in charge of creating his own show, thank goodness. Although I would watch that. I want you to know that. I think that'd be pretty funny. I think it'd be great. It'd be really good. So uh, we, we want to talk about the Christian Challenge. There was four teams that participated in this challenge, and they were really good, man. You got Gilbert Christian and Northwest Christian. They're the ones who faced off first. And then you have uh, the, the primetime matchup, as we posted about it, Valley Christian versus Scottsdale Christian. And, I mean, Reyes, were you surprised by any of these turnouts of any of these games, or were you just pretty 
I mean, I know we predicted that Valley Christian was going to beat Scottsdale. We predicted ALA was going to beat Trivium. Yeah, you're, you're getting into all that stuff. But we predicted that Valley would beat Scottsdale. Yes. You know, and uh, that, that so that happened. We didn't talk about Northwest and Gilbert Christian. Are you surprised about that outlook, or did you think that Northwest would be able to compete better with Gilbert Christian? I thought they'd be, be able to compete a little bit better. Mm. I like what Northwest actually got kind of going on with them. Um, Coach I Cook, do too, man. Coach Cook is actually doing a really great job with his kids and kind of just getting ready to play. As always. As always, yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't really surprised about that. No, not at all. Yeah, and I mean, Gilbert Christian and Northwest Christian had faced off against each other before previously. Yes. And it was not pretty in the North Valley shootout. They lost 25-74 to 74 in that North Valley shootout. They faced off here, and they lost 36-67. to 67. So, I mean. Defense. I, I guess it was a little bit. It was a little bit better. Uh, I guess I should just say it was a little bit different. But I watched that game that they played pre- that they played previously against Gilbert Christian, and it wasn't. It was not good at all. So I, I'm anticipating, or I'm, I'm speculating that this one was way better. So I was surprised. I thought Northwest would be able to compete a little bit more. Let's talk about Gilbert Christian for a second, right? Let's talk about them. I mean, we're looking at these guys. I think Gilbert Christian is an easy sleeper. An easy sleeper. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're a dark horse. Give me why. Give me reasons why. Remember, we so they're sitting at a record right now of, like, PowerPoint play of three and five. They're number seven in their region. They're actually ranked 16th. Well, you see some of the teams that they the did beat and some of the teams that they did lose to. I mean, they're just right there, honestly. The, that record could easily be flip-flopped. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted to say, though, is remember that, that post I did at the very beginning of the season. Yeah. That Gilbert Christian, I posted it and I said, show me somebody who has a tougher schedule than Gilbert Christian. The gauntlet. It, it's Their whole season is a gauntlet, you know, and they're coming through it. And I just feel like come playoff time, they're going to be 100% ready to go. I mean, whoever meets up with them is going to have their hands full. And I agree completely. Hashtag I agree. Hashtag you agree. Talgo is playing tough. Everybody's doing a good job over there. I mean, I really like Gilbert Christian moving closer towards the playoffs. They play against Coolidge next, January 18th, so that'll be a really good. I think that game will tell us a lot about Gilbert Christian, just like the Coolidge and Florence game. I think Florence, I think that game told me a lot about Florence that mm-hmm. I needed to know, and I feel a lot more comfortable now with Florence. Mm-hmm. So, Gilbert Christian and, and Coolidge, um, we're not going to make a prediction on this because we'll, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, at some point another time. Um, did you see that reel that I shared? about, uh, I think it was Lightfoot from Gilbert Christian. Yes. About the student section, and he went and got a dunk and went back and went. So if we talk about that for a second, you know, this was a big weekend for uh, Gilbert Christian because they did face off against Valley Christian uh, the day after the, the Christian Challenge. So it wasn't part of the Christian Challenge, but they went to Valley Christian. You could say it was the Christian Challenge because they're both Christians. Both, you and know? they're both in Gilbert. They're both, are they both in Gilbert? Yeah, they are. No, Valley Christian's in Chandler. That's in Gilbert. I'm pretty sure it's in Chandler. Yeah. Anyways, so they faced off against them. They lost 60 to 76. The reason why that's a key, and this was a, a different game, is because of Grant Woods. Mm. Uh, Grant Woods was back. He played against Scottsdale. That was his first game, I think. It might have been like his second game. But then he played against Valley Gil- Christian, or I mean, against Gilbert, Gilbert Christian. So, I mean, there, there's some tension there. You know, it's not every day. That one of your best players transfers away, but they transfer to your rival. Man, KD. So, okay, that's true, KD, huh? KD, to the Warriors. KD to the Warriors. Are you going to start calling him KD? I might. You might. You wouldn't be far off from doing that. I mean, it's not. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. You could went to any other school. You could went to Ben Franklin or something. I'm not saying go to Ben Franklin. I'm just saying you could have. Sure. Go to Camp Verde, you know. Yeah. Take you in a heartbeat. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that was a big one. 60 to 76, they end up losing. But the fun thing is they are going to match up against them. I'm going to be honest with you. That score was surprising to me. Uh, that's very surprising. Like, that was closer than I thought. Is that what you were thinking? 76 to 67, correct? No, 76 to 60. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. I thought the separation would be a little bit more. So. I thought it'd be like a 25, Yeah, not 16. But that it was a big week for Valley Christian last week anyways. Uh, they play against Scottsdale. They play against Gilbert Christian, their rival right there. Uh, and then they also played against Pima, dude. I mean, think about that week. God, it, and Pima and Valley. They my, almost dropped. They almost dropped. They Pima almost, almost dropped. had them, man. Mm-hmm. I know. It's crazy. So, okay, let's talk about the next matchup. Because the first matchup in the Christian Challenge was Northwest and Gilbert Christian. Second matchup is Scottsdale at Valley Christian. 
or Scottsdale versus Valley Christian. So we talked about this behind closed doors, and you're telling me someone is him. Do you want to mention who's him? Luke Shaw is him. I, I think he's him. And I've it's actually, I've never, like, there's, you know, a bunch of students have been saying that about just, like, you know, random he's stuff. He's him yeah, or I'm him. Right, or, he's him. You know, somebody shoots a little piece of trash into the trash he's can. He's him. He's him. It's, I hate it, but it's funny. It's kind of funny. I was watching Luke Shaw. And that was just what came to mind. Like, you know, I, I thought that Luke Shaw was just a great shooter. A high-level shooter, you know. Off the catch, off the dribble. Yeah, and maybe he could, like, uh, put the ball on the floor a little bit just to get into, like, a seam and kick out. This kid can shoot the ball off the dribble. He can shoot it off of screens. Obviously, he can shoot set shots. He can uh, create his own shot off the dribble. He is a leader on defense. I mean, this kid has a motor, man. I mean, you can just tell... He gets into the game and he starts to defend and everybody just kind of rallies behind him. He's just he's their leader. Like he's everything for them. He's you know? him. He he's him. You know what I mean? It's so stupid, but like he is. And I mean he had thirty one points in this victory over Scottsdale Christian. Um they win this game. Loud thirty one. It was a loud thirty one. I mean, he just they didn't really have an answer for him. It and seemed like Valley may have been a little bit too much. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they win 69 to 56. Uh, but at one point, Valley Christian was up by about like 21 points or something like that. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of separation. And uh, I'm going to hand it off to um, to Valley Christian because Jacob Weber had, I think he had like eight points. Wow. Something like that. So they really did a good job keying in on him and making his catches really tough. And So who did a better job, Valley or Fountain Hills? Oh, Valley Christian for sure. Yeah, Valley Christian for sure. For sure. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, and this is the only reason why I say this. Like, Fountain Hills did a great job when they played against them. But Fountain Hills has got their, their team defense and all that, you know, all that stuff going for them. They, like, Jacob Weber got a ton of shots against Fountain Hills. Yep. He just, I mean, he shot terrible that he's game. In the, yeah, he's you, in we've talked about that. We won't talk about it again. He just wasn't hitting, you know? Valley Christian made a concerted effort. He is not catching the ball, and if he catches the ball, like, he's going to do something really difficult, you know. And, I mean, it was very different than Fountain Hill. So I thought they did a better job of keying in on him, especially with how he's been playing lately. He wasn't playing that great leading up to Fountain Hills. After Fountain Hills, he just started going off. Yeah, would you, I think Valley ran a diamond in one, if I'm not mistaken, right? Valley was running. <laughs> they were running everything, man. What they ran they a, I mean, what do they say? Throw the kitchen sink at them, you know? They ran a diamond in one. They switched to the triangle in two at times. Uh, you know, the, the commentators were really bugging me, man, because they kept saying, they're in this box in one. Oh. It, it wasn't a box in one, and I don't know how many times I have to – like, it was so frustrating and it was really good what Valley did. I mean, honestly, it was confusing. I felt for Coach Anderson because I was watching it on NFHS, and it was hard for me at times. Like, it took me a second to figure out what they were running, like, each possession because they would change it sometimes, you know. Mm. So it was really good. It was effective, and it really took Scottsdale out of what they wanted to do. I did – there was a couple things I wanted to say. Can I say something real quick before you go? Yeah, I just kind of want to mention, like – I know we haven't really talked about this a lot lately, but as far as, like, remember how we used to kind of talk about, like, you know, college and blah, 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 if kids want to play, whatever. Like, it sounds like Luke Shaw just kind of embodies what coaches want in a player. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He's a dog on defense. Mm -hmm. He can score on all three levels, and he's just committed to the team, and he's a leader. Literally, like, top to bottom. That's why he already has an offer from UNC. Congrats, The University of North Carolina. Northern Colorado, everybody. <laughs> I'm not going to let Jay slide with that one, bud. Yeah. But, I mean, you're right. Absolutely. Like, he's him. He's him. <laughs> and we're just going to leave it at that. Uh, go on. What were you going to say? just going to leave it at that. I do want to say this, too. Uh, Valley Christian did a great job taking charges, uh, whether it was on Fan, whether it was on Weber, uh, Elijah Williams. Now, I'm going to say some of them I don't think were charges. But they were in the position, they were doing what they were supposed to be doing, and they got the call. They know? were just in the area, let's just say that. And, like, I, honestly, I was watching the game. That's the kind of game that I would love to coach in because the officials were letting the kids play, you know. I mean, they were letting them be aggressive. They were letting them go to the rim, and, you know, they weren't calling a whole lot of stuff. Got to finish. Yeah, so, I mean, they took a lot of charges. 
something that they did do that I liked a lot is uh, Valley Christian posted up fan quite a bit, mm. uh, like a couple times, and they uh, they got some good stuff out of it, whether it was just like a little dump in, like layups, or to kick out threes to the opposite side, so that was really good. Valley also rebounded really good. And another thing I want to say about Valley is they share the ball so well. They're great passers. They share the ball. They're not selfish at all. Who shares the ball better, Valley or Fountain Hills? Gosh, I mean, it's similar. I mean, close. I mean, because Fountain Hills I, shares I the ball very well. Oh, they do, I think. It, but it's very much like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And uh, it's, you know, I just think that, you know, yeah, they're great shooters. I think they're better passers. And they're they're a lot better unselfish, and they make the right play almost every single time. Coach Hogsma was uh, interviewed after the game, and he said something that I thought was funny. They asked him. He's him? <laughs> that would have been funny. That's what we're just going to call this episode, huh? He's him? No, I can't call it no, that. No, that's funny. That's, better. that's literally the perfect. That's the title, guys, just so you know. That is funny. So they interviewed Coach Hogsma, and they said, uh, what do you think about, like, these really good freshmen from Scottsdale Christian? And all the interview said is they have long arms. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. So, That's pretty funny. Um, kind of savage in that sense. So They have long arms. So let's think about this, right? Is that a diss? I don't think it's a diss, no. So let's think about this. What does this mean for for Scottsdale? What does this mean for Valley? I mean, Elijah Williams was playing, correct? Oh, yeah, and he's good, man. Like he's re- He hit some shots. He's he got athletic. going a little bit. Super athletic. He, um, there was a, there was a, a point where I, th- I think it was the end of the third, maybe end of the second, he hit like a, it was almost like from half court, like a three, like it was like between the red line and half court, he, he drained a three. So he's got a lot of ability. I'm just wondering like, what does this mean for Scottsdale? What does this mean for Valley? Can anybody compete with Valley? I mean, we, I feel like we have this conversation every single time. So maybe we shouldn't talk about that. I think Fountain Hills. I really, I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. I think Fountain Hills can make a game out of it. I think. They're similar. I think Fountain Hills could possibly give Valley not a run for their money, but damn near close. It's going to be a game. Like it'll be a great game. I'm I'm very upset that they didn't play each other in the regular season this year. I know, and they usually they usually they they usually do. Like they said, they Mm -hmm. did last year. Um, so I obviously it kind of sucks that we're not able to see in the regular season, but I'm pretty sure these two teams will meet in the playoffs. They have to in the championship. Depending if they're on opposite sides. See, be interesting. Be very interesting to see. So yeah, I mean, looking at the rest of uh, Valley Valley Christian Valley schedule, still has a, Valley still has a gauntlet though because their region is very tough. Yeah, they're not out of the woods yet, right? ALA Anthem South, they're going to win that. They're at ALA Ironwood. That we'll we'll get to that. Like I said, that is the next segment. I'm just saying, man. In your words, Tony No Look Willis, the kid, he's a gamer, dude. He and I know ball. that I know that ALA and Valley did play earlier in the season in a tournament, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, they also played earlier just in the regular season. And Valley did, you know, give it to them, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? Yeah, they did. Um, it was 73 to 57. Yeah. And so, so it's not like giving it to them. No, that's not giving them. That's a solid win. Yeah, it's a great win. Great win. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Coach McCurdy could obviously bounce back. Obviously, I'm really hoping for it. It's at Ailey Ironwood, too. That's what kind of shifts things up. Like I said, we'll get to that mm-hmm. uh, in the next segment. Anyways, yeah. they do also have Gilbert Christian, like you said, as you mentioned. At Gilbert Christian. Santan Foothills, a mm-hmm. uh, Florence. Um, Coolidge. I know. They've got some good games still left on the schedule, but I think the best team. To give them something? I think the team that's going to beat them, if there is going to be a team that beats them, is going to be Gilbert Christian. Whoa. Over Coolidge? Mm hmm. Hmm. I just think that's at. I mean, they have Coolidge at home too. You know what I'm saying? It's and then Gilbert Christian's at Gilbert Christian. Yeah, and I mean, and, and I mean, Coolidge could even be a trap game for them. You know, because you're at Gilbert Christian, you're up, like you're excited about it, and then you have Coolidge right afterwards. So it could be a trap game, but I don't know. Okay, so what about Scottsdale Christian? What does this mean for them? I mean, they've got they've definitely got some things that they need to improve on for sure. I think. They, Probably the biggest thing is supporting cast. They have to get some confidence going, you know. Supporting cast, and I think maybe possibly in-game adjustments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I think obviously it can help them as well get a little bit further. Sure. And I don't want to hear the excuse that they're only freshmen and they're young because obviously they're able to compete. Well, no, but but the thing is, though, is – and let's just – let's talk as – I mean, we're, we're, we usually talk as coaches. Let's just talk as coaches for a second, you know. How much – as uh, Coach Anderson probably seen junk. 
Not a lot. Probably not a lot. You know what I mean? I mean, Scottsdale's loaded with kids all the time. You know what I mean? You did junk on them, you'd be so stupid. Like, there's no way. Probably the last, like, four years, if you ran junk on them, you're... You're, you're losing by 50. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they had a supporting cast. Yeah. So, sure. and I mean, so the issue is not the freshmen. Like, the freshmen even, you they're know. They're doing their work. They're yeah, doing like, what they need to like do. They're doing what they need to do. I think it's just getting the supporting cast some confidence. Mm. And, and, and what I mean by confidence is not just taking shots. I think it's just getting reps at playing against. In situations. Against and that kind sure. of stuff, you know. Yeah. This is kind of funny. Um, a few years ago. We played against Glendale Prep, and we had one kid who was really good. You know, he was averaging, like, what was it, 26 a game? 26 a game. He was, like, yeah. number six in the state. Yeah, and he, was, like and he was, like, 5'3", so he's super tiny. Yeah, 5'3". No, but he was a good player, and we played against Glendale Prep. He's not 5'3". At our, at our place, and we beat them. And then we went to their place the last game of the season, and they did a triangle and two against us. And it was a weird junk defense where they would double at certain times and, like, sag at certain times. It wasn't like your traditional triangle into not at all. It was super just. And we weren't ready for it. We ended up losing by, like, 35. They blew us out of the gym. It It was was, on their senior night. The kids are going crazy. Yeah. It, the Griffins were going to Gryffindor. Yeah. Well, and it Let's was. Let's go, a, Gryffindor. That's and, what they were doing, pretty much. And it was a savage story, too, because then we went to the playoffs. And this is perfect because it like has to do with Scottsdale too. I think it was Coach Fredericks because yeah, he was the coach at that time. Correct. He, I guess, messaged that or requested the game film from Glendale Prep because we were going to play them next in the Elite Eight. Yeah. Uh huh. And then he responded to us and said, "You know, Coach Fredericks just requested our game film in the last game of the season. I denied it. See you in the championship." And we were <laughs> like, "Ah." We were like, what a savage. And then he lost in the first round. He lost in the first round. We ended up advancing. We lost in the Elite Eight to Scottsdale. And then we lost to Scottsdale. By eight. So. In the Elite Eight. But, but I say all that to say this. You know, we viewed Glendale Prep as a blessing in disguise because we had to, you know, and then St. Augustine in the first round, they played a triangle and two against us. And we were ready for it because we worked on it. So it just takes reps, and that's going to come, you know. Scottsdale's coaching staff does a great job, and they're going to be able to adjust. So. I'm excited about that. Are you worried about Scottsdale, Christian, at all? Does this say anything with Scottsdale possibly competing for a 3A state championship this year? No, they're still going to be in the mix. Yeah. Okay. It's just that, that it's t- easy to play against junk, you know? It's just not. And if you're not used to it, sure. it feels like what's happening. You know what I mean? Like, it's just hard. You can't run your sets. You can't do what you're used to doing, what you practice all the time. You got kids in different situations than you're used to. It just, you know, it takes time. So. Okay, so that's the Battle of the Christians. Uh, I guess we could say that uh, Valley Christian is the holiest of the Christians. Sounds like they prayed harder. If we want to do that, they prayed a little bit harder. Let's talk about Coolidge and Florence next. And this is really good. This was at Coolidge. And, you know, you mentioned about Farley. Five-point game? You know, I think it was a five-point game. 59-54? Or am I crazy? No, I don't think it was that close. So seven point then. I think it was like seven points or something. It was. It's not really that big of a deal, but it's it was sixty-one to fifty-five. Oh, so six points. Yeah, sixty-one to fifty-five, and nice math, by the way. Thanks, man. Teaching math now. Teaching math, uh-huh. a little bit of math. It's impressive. Uh, kindergarten math, but anyways. <laughs> um. So yeah, um, Coolidge ends up winning this game. You know, you mentioned about uh, Florence. That is Brandon Farley going to be able to get his. You know, he got his and it was funny. Like he opened the game with a layup and then the very next play came down, did like this really tough, like pump it, pump fake step back three and drilled it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he had like five points in like 15 seconds. Was he him? Um, He was not him in this game. He struggled after that. But, you know, he still scored here and there and everything that Coolidge ran some really good action to get into the lane. And this was different from Coolidge's end. They were not just settling for threes. They were very, very aggressive. And their dribble drive probably looked very good. Like I said, we did mention that their dribble drive is probably one of the best in the state. It looked really good. And whereas usually when I watch Coolidge, I feel like it's obvious their dribble drive just to pitch out threes. They seemed very stubborn trying to get paint touches and just trying to be really good on that. So that was really positive for them. I think that's key for them, being able to truly compete is not just relying on those three balls. You know, they got to find a way to sure. go, go inside and, and just kind of get more paint touches. So they were a lot more aggressive than that. And let me just say this about Florence, dude. Florence just competes, man. They get after it. I mean, and it's funny, like, when you look at Coolidge versus Florence, 
Honestly, Florence is not close to as talented as Coolidge is. They just are dogs, man. I mean, they're in the right spots when they need to be. They go for rebounds. They're, they make all those little, like, 50-50 plays, you know? So, I mean, they're always just right there. Um, you know, at, at one point, they were leading in the second quarter, too. And Coach Glasgow, you know, we, we talk about this, too, coaches and their body language and how they, like, you know, get frustrated or we're, we're giving our head coach a hard time because he's, sure. he's, like, hitting his legs and, you know, like, <laughs> he always wipes the, the marker off the whiteboard and then he, like, rubs his face and then he's got the color all over, you <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? His hair is all messed up, too. It's, it, I love it. It's great. Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Uh, coach Glasgow, whenever, like, someone is going to shoot a shot, he always, like, he reacts like this. I'm, I'm doing my body weird, but, like, he, like they're shooting a layup it's like when and a it, ball's about to hit you. Yeah, and it's like rolling around the rim, and he's just like, oh, and you just see him like contorting, like what's gonna happen? So I was like cracking up just watching Coach Glasgow doing that. Um, and, and you know, another thing too for Coolidge is they got some really good bigs that were working. Number twenty-two, Belcom, uh, name Gabe. He only averages like six points a game, but he's an athlete. He works really hard. He's really good. And forty-four Isaiah Slaughter did some really good stuff for them. And here's the thing, like Coolidge ends up winning sixty one to fifty five. I just felt like they were a little bit better than Florence, you know? Yeah. And they ended up winning the game. No Braden Gant in this game. So that makes me beg the question with Braden Gant, does that stretch the game out a little bit more? I think it for sure does. You know? From sixty one to fifty five to possibly Yeah. 75, 55, 70, 55. Maybe. Yeah, I think it does get stretched out a little bit, you know. So I don't know if he's hurt or not because, I mean, he's played in the games. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And something that I think is positive, which is kind of a weird spin, but he's averaging less points. Hmm. I think that's a positive. You know, I think yeah, it means they're sharing the ball a little bit more. and Getting more people open. Yeah, sure. I'm with that. Yeah, so Coolidge-Florence, that's always a really fun game, and they're always really great rivals and stuff. Do you think that, like, where do you see Florence in the playoffs? Like, what's best-case scenario for Florence? In the, I mean, obviously, other than a championship, but where do you see? Well, if I'm not mistaken, right now in the rankings, obviously they're going to change uh, today at 12 mm-hmm. or 10, if you have the app. Um, It's, it's going to be interesting to see because I guess in the ideal perfect situation, if I was Florence, they're almost like a sleeper team. They're not, but they kind of are. Mm-hmm. If they fall a little bit between like, like that top like 8 to like 12, Mm-hmm. I would hate to see them. Yeah, that first game. Mm-hmm. So I that's I that's the, probably the best situation for Florence. Tell me, where do you see them going in the playoffs? How far? How far? Round of sixteen. I think they can definitely make an elite eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, we'll, when as we get deeper into January, we're going to do our elite eight. We're going to do our whole like pick for the sleepers pl- and dark horses and stuff. We're going to do everything like that. But I can definitely. I wouldn't be surprised if they made the elite eight. But I'm gonna give them the sweet sixteen right now. I think at this point, the if they made it to the quarters, I think that would be a great season for Florence. I think that'd be an awesome season for them. So I agree, that's, and that's the elite eight. Just yeah. for the people listening, if they don't know what the quarters means, that's just the elite eight. I think they know. Yeah, I don't think they know. <laughs> okay, so now let's move on to ALA versus Trivium. The Instagram beef. I know. Not so, only beef. So pretty much. A little bit of backstory on this. Hold on. Before you say that, I want to say this. We're not clowns. Well, no, not that. Uh, I'm co- not a clown, but anyways. I'm not a clown either. You sure? I'm positive, man. Why you got a red nose on you? <laughs> I'm just <laughs> kidding, guys. Coach Meyer from uh, Arizona Lutheran got his 500th win this past week. Shouts out to you, so, Coach Meyer. So, shouts out to you, Coach Meyer. I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I think I got this one right. Um, Coach Meyer gets the... Oh, no, that's the bad one. I'm sorry. My fault. <laughs> Here we go. Coach Meyer gets his 500th win. No, that's the wrong one, too. That's scary hours. Here we go. Coach Meyer gets his 500th. That's the wrong one, too. No, I'm sorry. We got... There we go. Shout out to you, Coach Meyer. Hey, just so you guys know... We got some big-time upgrades. The budget's been hitting a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Not really necessarily, but we've been able to upgrade our system and everything like that. That's probably why we sound a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um... So we're still kind of messing around because we added some little bit of, like, just kind of insert, like, high fives or insert chants and stuff like that. Just when I'm always right, Mm -hmm. I just kind of wanted that button. So, obviously, we wanted to insert that for Coach Meyer. Like, shouts out to you, 500 wins is a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Huge, huge deal. And also, we got to talk about this. We predicted right. 
You know, we predicted in this first game that ALA would beat Trivium. And we that, did. And that did happen. And you know who's almost him? Wait, before you go, go can we backtrack to reason why this game was a primetime matchup? Yeah, go ahead. So we made our rankings, right? And I think we had Trivium over ALA, if I'm not mistaken. No, it wasn't about the rankings. It was about the region winners. That's right. Okay, so anyways, I had ALA. I was riding with you, the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Jeff over here was riding with Trivium. Obviously, you know, we kind of agreed, and we kind of went with Trivium, so we made the graphic, boom, post on the Instagram. Trivium prep, region winner for their region. That comment, the comments blew up. A lot of controversy. First comment on the comments was clown emojis. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit more than what we're comfortable with. Just a little bit more than we're comfortable with. I'm okay with just one. But then they added two, and I just wasn't with it. You know what I mean? I was like, why am I a clown? I was rocking with y'all. Anyways, Trivium jumped on it, and then the ALA kid jumped on it, and then next thing you know, these kids are just kind of going back and forth, and then we had some other weird small ball fan jump on it, talking crap to these kids. <laughs> I forgot about that. It was just getting crazy. I think that comment has a whole, like, 60 comments or 50 comments it's in like it. It's like 50 or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. And everyone, anyways, they were kind of like, oh, well, we see you guys on this day. We'll be ready, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I guess obviously we recapped it a week prior. We had ALA taking this first matchup, and obviously we were right. You're right. ALA wins 61-46 to 46 over Trivium Prep, the Crimson Knights. And and here's the thing, man. I'm going to be honest. At times, this game was super ugly to watch. I mean, just turnovers. And, like, there was one point where it was, like, three turnovers in a row. Whoa. And, you know, people just kind of running in transition. And I, I don't know. At times, it was really ugly to watch. Here's the thing. I think because we know this about ALA, heavy dribble drive. Heavy dribble drive. I mean, they are stubborn trying to get to the rim. I mean, they know what they want to do. They know their identity, and they're getting their stuff really, really well, especially against Trivium here. They did a good job. I think Trivium, they need to really work on getting what they want on offense more consistently, you know, because. Mm. And not and, just settling. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know that they were settling. They just didn't shoot the ball very good. And, I mean, I think because of that, they struggled to kind of get going on offense. So I think, I mean, they did get some good stuff out of pick and rolls and slips into the rim and all that. So I liked that. But I thought that they would really benefit from getting out in transition a little bit more. You know, and I, mean, I think every team would benefit from getting out in transition a little bit more. I feel like I say that all the time. But I think especially Trivium with their shooting and all that. Trivium scored nine points in the fourth quarter to ALA 17. You know, so, I mean, it's just the, the scoring was, was hard. And ALA's defense, man, is stout. Honestly, I think Rancho's probably the best defensive team I've seen in the 2A. ALA is for sure top five. I throw Pima in there just because of their length and their size and athleticism. I don't know. ALA was just flying around, man. They were tough. So, ALA gets the win, 61-46. to 46. The next time that they match up is February the 2nd, and that is at Trivium. But besides that, ALA faces off against Rancho January 17th, which is uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night. Tomorrow. So that's going to be a really good game, and that's at Rancho. And let me tell you this about Steph Ironshell, dude. Hey, whoa, whoa, can we wait? And then we're going to talk about this. You want to talk about Steph when we get to whatever? When we get to whatever. I think it's very fitting that his name is Steph. I'm just going to say that. That's fair. I think he's a better shooter than Steph Curry. He's him. (laughs) I'm just kidding. He's not a better shooter. Here's the thing, though. Also, if I'm Trivium, let's just talk as coaches again, yeah? If I'm Trivium, I think outside of Steph Ironshell... Who else? Just ALA didn't shoot the ball great in this game. You know, like, I'm, I'm not kidding. Every time Steph caught the ball and he went to shoot it, I mean, it was down. I mean, he is confident. He shoots it quick. He can shoot it off the bounce. But I don't know. I'd maybe close out a little bit softer. They were closing out hard, Trivium was. And then those ALA kids were getting into the lane and they're getting dump offs and kickouts and whatever. So I don't know. I just I think that's something to think about maybe next time they match up. I like that. I Hashtag I agree. Hashtag you agree. Okay, so – those are our games that we really wanted to recap. I felt like we should probably do a, um, I don't know, like a, like a quick talking about who's hot in the 1A. because Who's hot in the 1A? I mean, here's the problem. I was trying to look at scores, and there wasn't a lot of great scores in the 1A. 
And I think part of it is because now they're all into region play. And and if you look at the 1A, like, there's a ton of, like, regions where there's maybe two people at the top and then everybody else is is down below. It's just not it. Yeah, it's just, it's not as competitive. At least this past week, it wasn't, unless I missed something. You didn't miss anything. Yeah, so teams that are hot right now in the 1A, one of them is Williams. Mm. And I got to hand it to you, Reyes. I told I put you on game, dude. You put them on the map for me, and now as I'm looking at them, I mean, they, they've done some really good things, and, I mean, they're kind of on a roll right now. They're doing pretty well. Um, I think their best showing was in that the 59th, Annual or the Coyote, where I forgot what tournament they were in, but they ended up going three and one or four and one, something like that. Anyways, they had a really good showing. Yeah, and I was watching. I like kind of what they had, decent guard play, especially for the one A. Um, yeah, they're kind of on a roll, man. Like I said, you got to put a little bit of fire under them. Yeah, I mean, they just Get so this spotlight. past this past week they got three wins in a row, all by, I mean, a lot of separations. And tomorrow they're going to play Joseph City. And that's at Joseph City. But I just like where they're at right now, you know. And especially, man, on January 5th, they played at El Capitan, and it was a two-point game. I'm telling you. You know, so, I mean, I Williams, am telling you. Williams, Williams is <laughs> <laughs> Williams is no joke. Right now they're ranked number 14 in the 1A, and overall they're 8-4, and four, but I really like what they got going on for them right now. Hashtag I agree. Really good. Okay, and then Anthem Prep. Whoa, buddy. You know, you know Anthem Prep a little bit. I know him a little bit. Anthem Prep, you guys were one of the first schools that I ever coached at here in Arizona. And we didn't have water. Did you hear about the new gym? They got a new gym? I believe so. No way. Yep. Is it pretty nice? It's pretty nice. That's probably nice. Their last gym was not very nice. It's not the cafeteria anymore. Yeah, it was not nice before. That's sweet. Really sweet. Yeah, we, uh, I remember, you know, because we were coaching over at Camp Verde and we went to Anthem Prep and I was like, hey, do you guys have any water? And they said, oh, we don't have uh, any water, you know, like we can go to the convenience store and get some clean water for you guys because we just have it out of the faucet. And I just laughed. I was like, dude, we're from Camp Verde. Like, you know, we're fine drinking out of the faucet. Like, that's totally fine, you know. And every kid got sick after that. And yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Lost. That was your senior year. That was my senior year. We lost to them that year. We did. At their place. Yep. You didn't play very good that game. I played all right. Yeah, you played good. Okay, so overall right now. Like two two points and five fouls. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Anthem Prep is eight and four overall. Hey, their head coach's name? Coach Sinner. Dude. He would not be allowed in the Christian game. Dude, but what if he was in there and he won? (gasps) (laughs) That was perfect. Hey, Hey, that was good right there. Oh, no, that's the wrong one, my bad. No, that's the wrong one. I'm just stop, stop I'm it, dude. It. I'm bad with it. There you go. Reyes has got this whole thing down. That's, that's great. But, yeah, Anthem Prep is 8-4 and four overall, and they have won four in a row right now. Their last few wins are not, like, anything super impressive, but they're just rolling right now. They're doing really good. Like, like I said, they're ranked number 16, and I could see them really making some noise here. They play at Veritas Prep. And I mean the biggest hey, and Veritas game. Prep. Before I'm so sorry to cut you off, Veritas Prep has knocked some teams off. Yeah, they they're eight up, and three right now. Who they knock out? PCD and who else? Leading Edge or no? I'm I'm so sorry to throw that out there because I don't think they beat Leading Edge, but they beat somebody. I forgot who, but um, they beat two teams. They beat Sedona. All right. Um. So let's see. Veritas Prep. They beat Lincoln Prep. They beat Heritage Academy Levine. Um, they beat PCD. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm looking at their losses, my bad. Yeah, they beat PCD 55-37, to 37, and then they beat Joseph City 64-52. to 52. Did I mention they beat Sedona? Yep. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that, those are their biggest wins. But, yeah, you're right. They're, they're competitive. It's Very competitive. So, actually, if Anthem Pro can get the win over a Veritas prep, that actually kind of says a lot about Anthem. And they're 12 in the two-way, Veritas is. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, that, that'll be a good matchup to watch. Their next big game after that will be January 30th. They play North Valley at home. Huge. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know about that one. I think North Valley's probably got that one, but, you know, you never know. Don't sleep on the Eagles. They might soar. Dude, that's like, that's like two, three weeks away. That's crazy. It's almost the end of the season, man. Season has gone by pretty quick. Gosh, that's crazy. Okay. I'm so excited. Okay, so, um, and then, okay, two other ones. Maybe we should just stop with this one, okay? Because this is my favorite one, dude. If I swear to God, if you mentioned Salome. No, I'm not going to mention Salome. We talked about them a lot. Okay. What sound does a Yeti make? 
Basis Flagstaff pulled off a huge win uh, Friday night, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Mm-hmm. So they're 9-2. and two. They upset Rock Point. They beat Rock Point 55-44. Boom. That was on the road at Rock Point. And, I mean, they're on a roll right now, man. They've won four in a row. Grand Canyon, Ash Fork, Red Mesa, Rock Point, Chanteau Prep. That's five in a row, actually, I think. Congrats to you guys, bases. <laughs> there you go. We're used to get a little too crazy with the soundboard. I am. And then, um, but they also did play against Williams. Like, it was their third game of the season. They lost by six. It was 52-58, to 58, and that was also on the road. What does flags, What does bases Flagstaff have that we don't know? A Yeti. No, if I remember right, they got a kid. Don't they have a kid who was averaging a ton? Yeah, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. I think he graduated, though. He's averaging like 17 or something like that. I think so, yeah. Well, we're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, I felt like we probably should talk about these these 1A teams. There's been some really great games that have been going on in the in all conferences. You know, it's been super fun. And I think one of the one of the things to keep in mind is we are getting closer and closer to playoff time. We are. And as we get closer to playoff time, what we're going to see is hopefully we're going to see some new sets from some coaches. Most people have played at least like six games in region play. And we're going to see some some different attacks towards different teams. And you play them the second time, you're going to have some different looks. Yeah, there. round two is upon us. And like I said, as we mentioned, we're going to head into our matchups of the week. Okay, uh, so we're, let's get to our matchups of the week. Let's get into it next. Okay, Reyes, you got the matchups of the week, big dog. So what you got for us? We got a huge matchup today, actually. If we didn't have practice, I was actually thinking about going to this game. No way. You always say that. And I go. No, you don't. I was Holbrook and Valley Christian. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go for it. I go like 75% of the time. Sure, sure. Um, so to kick off the day, I think I, I really only saw one matchup that kind of really was like, whoa. And it's... Phoenix Christian versus Fountain Hills at Fountain Hills, and that's very important to mention. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, I'm sorry, man. I'm so pumped about that game. That that's game, awesome. It's an electrifying game. It's at Fountain Hills. At Fountain Hills. Dang. Now, no shot clock, by the way. Okay, that don't so, matter. Well, it kind of does, and it benefits Fountain Hills. Well, for sure. Yeah, I guess you're right. That does matter a that little bit. That does matter a little bit because let's get into it a little bit. So, Phoenix Christian – Explosive offense, very explosive guard in Tommy Randolph. He's, I think he's averaging like 27 a game. They got Bryce Anderson. They're big, athletic, soft touch in the paint, and they obviously got some role players around them that do a really great job just fulfilling what they need to do for Phoenix Christian. And Phoenix Christian has kind of been on a roll. They did drop on the leading edge, but I still think they are, even though I think they're ranked six, I still do. I truly believe they're like a top three team. Well, for sure they're a top three team. You're saying that like it's a hot take. It's not a hot take at all. No, not at all. And then you go to Fountain Hills. They're ranked three. I think they should be two. We can get into that another day. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Bonner obviously has just done a, term- a, just a tremendous job with them. I think this team could possibly be better than they had last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that. We were talking about it a little bit. They share the ball very well. Aiden Logan has just kind of stepped into that leadership role. He's just kind of that guy for uh, Fountain Hills. Even though Key and Ord is, I think Aiden Logan kind of just gets the ball rolling he does a great job putting his teammates in positions. I get what you're saying. He's like the unsung hero, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Keenan Orr's obviously can get the, the glory because, you know, he's dropping all these crazy points. He's dropping like 30, 20, 40 points a game, whatever. Mm-hmm. But AD Logan's just kind of doing the, the, the dirty work. You know, he's getting in the lane. He's dishing dimes. Like, he's setting everybody up. Anyways. I, I love PC. I love Phoenix Christian, like, with all of my heart. But go ahead and say what you're gonna say because I'm with you. And there and and Phoenix Christian, I know you're listening. You guys are my favorite to win the two A still. Like I love what y'all got going on there. Like awesome. I got Fountain Hills in this one though. I'm gonna rock with Fountain Hills on this one. And like I said, as I mentioned before, this no shot clock benefits Fountain Hills. Mm-hmm. Coach Bonner, like I said, Phoenix Christian up tempo team. They love to play fast in the gaps. Um, definitely pushing transition. Fountain Hills will run you dry with their sets. They will just run into what they get. I'm not even thinking about offense, dude. I'm just thinking about... Defensively. Defensively. I mean... Fountain Hills got bodies to throw at Tommy Randolph. But, but, I'm just but not even bodies. Just their defensive scheme. 
It, it's it, the, the overhelp. It is so difficult to have any type of dribble drive yep. or even to do like on ball screening. They've with how it. Fountain Hills plays. I mean, their defense, you have to shoot the ball good against and Fountain Hills. And that's a testament. Low-key, I'm not going to give us flowers, but like I said, these past three years, we've just done dribble driving. Coach Bonner's figured it out. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, and I think... He laughs. It, yeah, I think he does. <laughs> he literally was. I'm not even going to get into that because I'm going to go down and don't even say what you're going to say. I know. But he... It, I don't even think that he's figured it out. Just the way that he teaches team defense... It's just difficult to get into the lane with the dribble drive offense. You've got to do some type of away screening and action. It's just it's very difficult to do that. And you have to shoot the ball because there's a ton of help side defense coming for you. Is this game close? It's at Fallon Hills. Phoenix Christian has played a lot of tough teams. I'm just saying when you yeah. go when you go G- to Fountain Hills. Give me Fountain Hills by 13 points. Okay. Fountain Hills by 13 points. And I think this is going to be a really good, no matter what, it's going to be a really good wake-up call for Phoenix Christian because them having this game on their schedule is perfect. I'm just saying, and and Phoenix Christian, I know you're listening to this. I want you to know you're not playing anybody in the two-way that is better than Fountain Hills. Fountain Hills is the best team that you're going to see at all in the two-way. Like, by far, they're going to be way better. And they're obviously 3A. I'm just saying, competition-wise, that is the best team that Phoenix Christian has played. I don't care about Sunny Slope, any of those teams. Fountain Hills is better. Whoa. I love is, that. Is, is that a hot take? That's a hot take. <laughs> but I, I'm okay with that. If Fountain Hills shoots the ball the way they did against us, oh, my God, nobody's beating them. I'm telling you that right now, dude. They made 18 threes. Cats out the bag, guys. Woo! Hey, so, so, wait. We, we should, can, can we say this for a second? Um, I don't know why you put the applause there. Uh, okay. That's just them for any 18 threes. And we're so just, we yeah. we played against Fountain Hills, and we tried to throw some junk at them. And you know what they do with the junk? They got the broom. <laughs> they started hitting some threes, you know. We went into halftime, and we were all just like, damn. Like, oh, my gosh, dude. These They were all just hitting like crazy, man. And to be fair, we've never seen Fountain Hills shoot the ball like that besides Keenor. I'm just gonna put it. Yeah, and I mean, but they can shoot the ball, but we just didn't sure. think that they could shoot it like that. You know what yeah. I mean? And it was just, it was tough. So we just want to throw that out there. Fountain Hills, now you're listening. Uh, you guys got a great team, man. And super excited to face off against you guys again. But I mean, we got Fountain Hills in this one. I think you have them too, right? Yeah, I got Fountain Hills in this gonna one. Say, I'm gonna go Fountain Hills plus eight. I think, uh, like, I think Phoenix could possibly keep it close. If they don't figure out a way how to uh, speed up Fountain Hills, it's gonna be a long night. Is what yeah. I'm gonna say. It really will be. It for sure will be. It'll be a long night. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's Monday's matchup. We got uh, Jeff got's Fountain Hills plus 13. I got Fountain Hills plus eight. Um, moving on to Tuesday, two matchups that are really good. Blue Ridge at Pima. Oh, Blue Ridge at Pima. That's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. I thought it was kind of interesting because Blue Ridge did pick up a win against um, Holbrook. Yeah, and it was just right at the last second. It was a buzzer beater, which is really great. And like I said, we mentioned Hope. We mentioned Blue Ridge. We were kind of like not necessarily sleeping on them, but I won't admit it. We were kind of like just not like disregarding them, but it is what it is. Sure. Um, they're at Pima. Pima's a very good team. Pima just barely dropped one to Valley Christian by two or one point. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Blue Ridge got the win. In, and not even overtime, just the last seconds over Holbrook. This is a star-studded matchup. Great guard play. I'm curious how— It was overtime, by the way. Oh, it was overtime? Mm-hmm. I'm curious how Blue Ridge is going to face the length of Pima. Cause that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be a real huge problem. I got Pima in this one. Plus what? Ten. Fifty to sixty. I got Pima by a little bit more. I think Pima beats. I'm gonna go plus fifteen. See, I I don't think so. You don't think so? When I think about Pima, they're not like this explosive offensive juggernaut. Sure. Look at their game against Valley. Sixty-five, fifty. Right? No, no but look look at their game against Valley. Right. If you look at Valley Christian. Was it 59, 58 or something? But like? just look at how much they've scored, right? So I'm just reading off how much Valley has scored. 95, 78, 92, 82, 97, 81, 86, 83, 76, 70, 64, 50, 57, 83, 86, 73, 81, and then you get to Pima and they had 53. And Pima had 52, correct? 51. 51. So I'm just saying, and if you look at Pima... The most that they have scored, or so they have 43, 59, 78, 65, 36. 
58, 56, 75, 61, 47. I'm just saying they're not like the only time that they've gotten like into the 80s is against Santa Rita. And Santa Rita, no disrespect. Right. But well, we don't have to say that again. I said that last time. So we have to do it two times in a row. But I just think it's a lower scoring game. I just don't think that Pima has that, you know what I mean, offensive explosion mm-hmm. capability. Interesting. So, I, yeah, I thought that was kind of like a fun-filled matchup. Obviously, keep your eye on. We'll definitely be tuning in for that one. That's a mid matchup. I'm going to tell you that right now. A mid? How that's, dare you? That's mid. That's not, that's not amazing. That's a scary hours. That's not scary hours, guys. It's the other one I wanted to press. Anyways, also coming on tomorrow, Arizona Lutheran versus Rancho Solana Prep. Yeah, that's a great one. That, that's an awesome matchup. Thank you for that. That's great. Awesome. There you go. Perfect. Thanks, man. I think that... Who do I want in this one? I don't know. Whoever you say, you're going to get a clown emoji, just so you know. So I don't, I'm not thinking about that. Can Royce, Rolls Royce Ramos, roll? Well, actually, it's at Rancho. Mm-hmm. It's not the Coyote Den. I'm just thinking about matchups. I mean, ALA has some kids that can match up against against Ramos. Not that they can check him, but I mean, they can they can slow him down a little bit. They the throw big a little bit bodies, of bodies. They're strong, you know, all but that. They can move bodies. their feet too. I mean, they can get out and defend against and contest shots. Uh, you talking about Noah Draper? Mm-hmm. He can move. He's moving feet a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. And this one's a tough one, but I think this is a really great matchup in the two-way. This You're right. One, gosh, this is tough. I'm actually having a Give me Rancho. I got no reason to bet against Rancho, but I think it's going to be super close. I think it's going to be like a three-point game. You're going to go Rancho by three? Mm-hmm. Just to be a little bit different. I'm 57 gonna, to 60. 57 to 60. I'm going to take ALA 57-53. See, the, the thing that... The thing that makes me feel like it's going to be very close is because of how Rancho defends. They defend really good, but they also are very aggressive. Very aggressive. Which leans to the dribble drive, and that's a lot of what ALA wants to do. So ALA is going to have some really good opportunities to get going here, and Rancho's going to have to think about that a little bit because they are very aggressive, and that could kind of help them a little bit. But the biggest key is slowing down Steph. I mean, that kid... He can play, man. He's really good. He's a good little player, and, yeah, he shoots the ball with confidence. He shoots at a high level. He just level. plays with confidence, man. I love his game. I'd take him in a heartbeat. He's a fun kid to watch. Oh, yeah, he's super fun to watch. It's awesome. He's just a competitor. Freshman or sophomore this year? Freshman, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, he's not a freshman. There ain't no way he's a freshman. He's a freshman. There's no way he's, he's a either a freshman, freshman or a sophomore. I swear. There's no way he's a freshman, right? Freshman or sophomore. You're being stupid, man. Don't call me that, dude. There is no way. Oh, you get the stop messing with the sophomore. You get the wrong one. He's a sophomore. Told you. Yeah. Who's stupid? He's not a freshman. Who's stupid? Okay. Who do you got in this one? I told you. Who'd you say? I'm gonna go with the Coyotes. Go with the Coyotes. Just to split it up and make it a little bit different. I got Coyotes 57, 53. Okay. All right. Who you got next? Going on to Wednesday. Call this a mid match if you want. But I feel like we haven't talked about them a little bit. But they're obviously a very fun team and good team with Yorkowski Sister Prep at PCD. Oh, it's a great game. I love that game. Hey, great job. Thanks, man. It's a good look. Oh, man, this is tough. I got PCD. Because it's, P- it's at PCD. Mm-hmm. Give me Cicero. Whoa. Give me Cicero, dude. Bye. Cicero is tough. Cicero is really tough. Meller's playing really well right now. Obviously, I guess I obviously mentioned Yurkowski. Um, PCD, though, don't sleep. I know. I, I'm not sleeping. I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm just saying, yeah, let me see. Let me just fact check and make sure I'm not just being crazy here. You're not being crazy. I'm telling you right now. No, I'm not. Yeah, Cicero Prep, man, they've got a lot of potential, and they're, they've done some really good things, man. I, I Okay, hold on. I'm going to take back what I said. You can't. I just did. I got PCD. You better leave this in here. You better not cut this out. Well, wait. Here's the thing. I don't know. So, okay, here's PCD why I PCD dropped on the Veritas. No, C- Cicero Prep. Played against PCD already. A blowout. 48 to 72. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if that was when Yurkowski was not playing. Could be. I don't know. I'm not sure. Hey, die on the shield. Okay. Die I'll, on the hill. I'll die on it. Die on the hill. Okay, that's fine. I don't feel good about it, but that's fine if you're going to make me do it. I'm going to make you do it. Peer okay. pressure. Because here's the thing. When Cicero Preps got their kids, I mean, they can compete. I mean, they lost to North Valley 60 to 66. 
So I'm going to assume, I'm going to go with my gut that they weren't there. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go PCD by 12. Okay. 60, no. I'm not even trying to do the math. 60 or 72 by 12. Okay, sure. Thank you, man. <laughs> um, There's another game, but I kind of want to go cover Thursday game because they play back-to-back. Okay, got you. Um, it was just Desert Christian and St. David. But I want to talk about the Gregory School at North Valley. Oh, my God. Vince Edwards is back, everybody. Let's go. I like that one a lot. Man. Get crazy. I'm not. I got the I got uh, North Valley. You the Lions? Yeah, I got North Valley. And I, I'm not, I was going to say easy, but Closer. it's not like that's going to be an easy game. But I do have North Valley one in the front. I think it's close. I think it's like a five-point game. I got North Valley by eight. By eight? Okay. By I, eight. Got, I got him by five. I think Vince Edward, obviously, back in the mix, kind of shakes things up a little bit, especially for the 1A. It's going to change things like crazy, man. I mean, if you think about it. They pick, they were able to pick up some wins. Yeah, they're they're getting back. I think they're almost above 500 now. They're five and six. And they were like 0 oh and 4. Remember that? Correct. Like, they, they started at a terrible start. Mm-hmm. And now they're they're kind of getting back in that win column. They're putting up some big numbers against San Manuel. They had 92 points. They're just playing really good. They lost to Bobble by two. I love the Gregory School, and I love how they play. I still got North Valley in this one, though. I mean, that Bobby Rodriguez kid, dude, he's tough. He can play a little bit, man. He I can lo- play. I love his game. Mm-hmm, he can play. Okay, ready? Next matchup. St. David at Bobo. That's a good matchup. It's a great matchup. That's a really good matchup. I have... If not my mistake, St. David and Bobo have already played, right? And St. David won by four? Or am I wrong? Check for me, please. No, they have not played. I'm going to go Bobo. I got St. David. St. David is too big and physical for Bobo. Bobo by six. I got St. David by ten. Whoa. I think 60 to 70. Here's the thing with St. David. I mean, they're they're all, they're so big and physical and long. Bobo is, they're quick and they're talented and they're skilled. But I think they shoot the ball fairly well. Yeah, I just think that the strength of um, St. David. David is too much the weakness of Bobo. Well, guess what? David and Goliath, St. David, Bobo's Goliath. No, St. David would be the Oh, wait. And who wins that, right? David so I'm not, wins so I'm not Christian. I don't even know that. Dude, you're not even. <laughs> That's good, man. That's funny. So, That's tough. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll, on Patreon, we could do some type of, uh, you know, talking through. Um, Feelings? Sure. No, David, it was just some Bible stories, dude, just to kind of help your knowledge a little we bit. We can do it. We can make our own another podcast. Arizona Small Ball Podcast, Arizona. Move on to the next game. Um, <laughs> so for Friday, Joe City versus St. Fort Thomas. This is kind of a mid-matchup. They've already played against each other. Joe City did get the win. I think Fort Thomas bounces back because this is at Fort Thomas. I'm going to go ahead and roll Fort Thomas by six. I don't even want to talk about this game. Just say it. Just give me a prediction. Dude. I just think it's mid, right? You I told you it's right mid, mid, dude, but I gave a game of the week for every day, dude. Oh, I know, I know. Show some love, dude. Um, okay, who is it again? Fort Thomas and... Joe City. And Joseph City. Joseph City already beat Fort Thomas. Mm-hmm. Background. I'm going Fort Thomas because it's at Fort Thomas by six. You heard it here first. So Joseph City at Fort Thomas, right, you said? said yep, for the third time. Um. Yeah, I got. Fort Thomas has been dropping some, though. By the way. Yeah, I, I'll roll with you. I got Fort Thomas. Okay. I got you. Yeah, that's a, that's actually not a bad pick. I'm just being picky. You're being very picky right now, that's man. Good. Fort Thomas at Joseph City. Yeah. Okay. Or Fort Thomas, Joseph City at Fort Thomas. I got Fort Thomas. To conclude the week, Saturday, ALA versus Valley. Is that ALA? Oh, um, Ailey Ironwood? Yeah. Ironwood. Oh, that's a good matchup. I like that. It's fun. Uh-huh. Do you think do you think they got what it takes to, to take down Valley right here? It's at home. Is this is this the upset? It's weird because I do think Ailey Ironwood has some weapons to so definitely compete. They have so team. dude, uh they got, I Co- they got Corey Willis, no look no look Willis. They got Corey Wood. I mean, Corey Wood has been balling too lately. He's been hooping. Shout out to you, Corey Wood. He's been doing really good. Um, this is tough, man. LA's been kind of doing their thing, though. Honestly, you know. Yeah, they have been. I mean, they 
They've been doing some really great stuff. And, I mean, they've been competing like crazy, man. And uh, they uh, and competing so well. So well. I'm just saying they're right there, dude. They're right there. They're like, there's the hill, and there's a the little engine that could. Well, and, and I was talking to, to Coach McCurdy at the beginning of the season, and he told me that this team is different than last year's team. Very and, different. You can already tell, though. You can tell them to play. And, and I see it. It's true. Like, he's not he's not crazy, and he's not just trying to get us to we're, talk about it. We're crazy. You, you're crazy. But I just feel like something's got to give, dude, for them. And I think – I don't know if this is this, the game. This potentially could be the game. Dude, I'm going to get crazy. Get crazy. Dude, I got ALA Ironwood taking this one at home. I can already see Tony, no-look Willis, and Corey Wood, and all these other players. Like, yeah, let's go. I'm just saying, I got them. I got them by one at home. Whoa. One-point game, and I think it is 67 to 68. Valley by 10. Valley by 10? Valley by 10. I think it's closer. I think... If you're ALA Ironwood, you got to think about how to slow down Luke Shaw. How you can slow down Grant Woods. Mm-hmm. But mainly Luke Shaw. Mainly Luke Shaw. And how, I are mean, you, how are you going to stop the shooting of Valley Christian? Because they shoot the ball very well. You have level. to stop their dribble drive. And you have to get reps at playing against high post stuff. Because yes. they do so much stuff out of the high post. You have to get reps at that. And they enter into the high post. There's screening actions. There's people coming up for shots. You just got to be ready for that, you know? And I think A.L.A. Ironwood will be ready for that. But the key, it's weird with, like, Luke Shaw. Because he's not, like... when he's not, you, he's not a traditional player. Well, no, when you watch him, he doesn't force his 30. Nope. Like, he just lets it come to him. So it's not like, oh, can you stop him? It's more like, if you stop their dribble drive, then that's what really allows you to limit what he's able to do, you know? So Correct. It, your team defense just has to be awesome, and I think... You got to be able to switch it up a little bit, which Ailey Ironwood definitely has the the ability to. I don't know. I I like that though. Ailey by one at home. Mm-hmm. Crowd's gonna be rocking. I'm rolling with Coach McCurdy on this one. Confidence probably gonna be kids. pretty high. Yeah. So let's go. You got Ailey by one. I got Valley by ten. Um, the next matchup I got is. Hold on, really quick. Let me just see oh. something. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But Ailey Ironwood is rolling right now. I mean, this is obviously a top ten matchup. They beat Push Ridge. They beat Ben Franklin. They did drop one to Gilbert Christian. Hey, can we highlight Ben Franklin real quick? They are competing very well. They could be potentially be a dark horse. Yeah, they wouldn't be my dark horse, but I mean, I'm saying somebody's dark horse. I didn't say mine either. Yeah. I'm just saying they could be potentially. I mean, they dark just horse. lost two games in a row to ALA Ironwood. Tough. So, <laughs> rip. Just saying. Okay. All right. Yeah, and that's going to be a good game to watch out for. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, it's Malk, Milk, versus ALA Lutheran. Oh. I like okay. that one, right? It's a little bit interesting. Trivium does play Malk. Is it today or tomorrow? Trivium plays them. I'm not sure. I don't know. I forgot when they play them. But anyways, they play, but Malk does play Arizona Lutheran. Uh, there's actually a really great matchup because uh, Malk is pretty big. They got pretty good size. Um, Lucas Leslie's been playing pretty good. I think he just hit 1,000 points, if I'm not mistaken. So. Oh, no way. That's awesome. Yeah, so shouts out to you. Um, yeah, I don't know. Malk has been competing very well recently. So Mojave accelerated, and they did drop one to Heritage. I know in overtime or something by like a late buzzer beater. So right now in the two way, Mojave accelerated is ranked number thirteen. They're eight and three overall, and they they are they they won three in a row. They beat Kingman Academy. Kingman Academy is no joke. They're not bad at all. They're not bad. Nope. And this is their only game this week. So you think like you got so much time to prepare for Trivium? I. Yeah, I mean that might be a good game. Be a fun game. To that's watch. a good pick. Thanks, man. That's I think that's your best pick that you've had so far. I think so. You're crazy. This is a good game. You're crazy. Give me Mojave Accelerated in this one. Whoa. Give me Malk. I'm gonna get crazy like you always say to do. Get crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Give me Malk. I like them in this matchup, even though it's on the road, uh, or no, even though it's at home. So that's gonna help them too. So and that place is a weird place to play. It's tough. And we know uh, Coach uh, Randall talked about this game on their schedule. That's going to be a tough one for him. So um, give me Mojave Accelerated. And, man, I think, yeah, because they already played them once, and they lost 53-66. to 66. Mm-hmm. 
So it wasn't like, you know, it was all on the road. I think at home they win by like two. Malcolm? Give me Yeah, Mojave Accelerate. Give me 66, 68 Mojave Accelerate. I'm going to go Lutheran by nine. Hmm. Whoa, wait. Mojave Accelerated is, oh, you're talking about, they played Lutheran. Yeah, not Trivium. Oh, I'm talking about Trivium this whole time. Oh, I got Mal beating Trivium. Yeah, okay, so let's just talk about that since we already did that, and then we'll go to LA. When's that game? Um, okay, so Mojave Accelerated plays Trivium January 17th. I have them tomorrow. beating them tomorrow, and uh, I think it's a two-point game. And then I see them losing to Arizona Lutheran January 21st. Even though it's at home, I see them losing to ALA, and I see them losing by about 12 to ALA. I got nine by ALA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man, that, um, was, that was trippy. I thought you were talking about something different. That was pretty crazy, yeah. Um, Is there any other, any other matchups that you want to talk about or anything like that? Yes. Okay, what's the matchup? Oh, yes. Oh, I got you. Okay. See, Reyes threw his phone, uh, threw my phone to me. And Jeff because, doesn't have hands. Because his phone died, and he just slid it right off the table. So it was on the floor, so he was pointing at the floor. I was like, what are you pointing at? Aiden at Mogion. Aiden and Mogion have already played. It was a very close game. Have, have you won a? Have you won a? I know. You're right? heavy on the 1A this week. And it was the only fun game they could really find. Yeah. So Hayden at Mogion. Um, I like this matchup. Um, I've got, I got, I got Mogion. I've got Mogion too. I think that they have been playing some really good competition. They did already lose to Hayden though, which was a very close game. But I think at Mogion, I think um, what's that Mogion kid's name? I remember, I'm so sorry, I forgot your name, but what's his name? Kyson Owens. Owens. I think he's have a great game against Hayden. And yeah, I it was fifty to fifty four last time, so this is a great pick too. I got Mogion by eight. Can we talk about their week for a second, though? Mogion? Oh, my God. I Did know. Did you see their week? Yep. So, January 17th, they play Sibicus tomorrow. January 19th, they play St. John's. January 20th, they play Valley Lutheran. January 21st, they play Hayden. That's four games in a week. Savages. That's crazy, dude. They're at great. least they're all at home, though. Correct. So, that's nice. That is nice. Yeah, I got Mogion winning this one over Hayden, and I got them winning by... I give them by five points. I think it's like 60 to 65. Solid. You got any other matchups of the week or is that nope, all of them? I think that's it, dude. That's, that's it for the week. Is there anything else that you want to say before we get out of here? Or, I mean, are you just good? Are you solid right now? I think I'm pretty good, honestly. Um, last thing I'd probably say is if you haven't already, man, join the Army. We're ready We're ready to draft. What do you mean by join the Army race? I mean, join the Patreon. Join the Patreon. Join the pa Join the Army. Small ball army, baby. We're ready. We're waiting for you. We're about to go to war. And if you're not ready by February, guess what? We are. <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much for tuning into the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. And we will catch you guys next week.